0: i think the biggest game changer you know i believe in the idea that our decisions determine our destiny and i think for so long money felt like something outside my control like it's just the economy or the market or my worth or and and so taking it on as a spiritual quest truly saying this isn't even about numbers that i am going to break unworthiness and poverty off my family that was the moment and i grew up with so many messages i was raised very hardcore catholic so there was a lot of you shouldn't pursue money if you even wanted it you're a bad person the female line on my family is very much a trauma legacy a lot of trauma and a lot of i'm broken i'm unworthy i don't deserve anything and so when it became like oh my god i cannot be another woman and another creative woman, or an artist who just perpetuates this. Like, it ends with me.
1: Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert Tracy Goodwin, an award winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you with me today as always. And I've got a great episode for you today. Sarah Connell is with me today and she is amazing. She's a former student of mine. I work with her in her program. She is doing some incredible things in the world and she is one of the most giving people that I've that I've really ever met. I know you are going to love the conversation that we have. She is just delightful, but she is massively dropping great nuggets around money and book writing and why it's so important to have a book and speaking and all the things that I really believe that you, my listeners, are interested in. Very quickly, I want to remind you about the retreats that I'm doing, the one day retreats. Right now, Chicago is on the books, Cedar Rapids, Iowa is on the books, Dallas, Miami. I have several dates that are happening. And if I'm coming to a city near you or maybe Maybe I'm not, but you want to jump on a plane and come spend the day with me. This is a small group, all-day container. I would love for you to join me, CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash retreat. We're going to be honing in on changing the experiences you have in life, making them better simply by shifting your voice. I want to also give you a quick note about something you're going to hear in the episode. At the end of the episode, Sarah and I are talking about her three-day event coming up. And the conversation basically is about how it's sold out. It's full, no more spots available but Sarah and I had a conversation after we recorded and she said, Tracy, if you've got people that want to go, we will we will find a spot. So if you want to attend this retreat, if you feel called to or you're in Chicago or go to Chicago to be a part of this, send me a quick email, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y at CaptivateTheRoom.com and I will get you what you need so that you can attend this amazing event with Sarah. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. She, like I said, is is incredible. She's one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with, and I love everybody that I work with, but she's she's truly amazing. She's a best-selling author and founder of Thought Leader Academy, where she helps coaches, writers, and entrepreneurs become successful published authors and in-demand speakers. So for those of you that are constantly asking, and I don't say that negatively, when when are you going to write a book? When can we look at all your research? Well, that is in progress, and it is thanks to Sarah and her team that it's happening. Sarah's been featured on the Oprah Winfrey Show Good Morning America, The View, Fox Chicago, TEDx, The Today Show, and Katie Couric. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times, Forbes, Good Housekeeping, and Parenting. Her books have been nominated for a National Book Award and L Magazine Book of the Year. Even if you've never thought about writing a book, you may change your mind after this episode, But we talk about so much in this episode. I don't want you to miss a minute. Let's head over to the show. Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thanks for having me, Tracy. No, I mean, I'm really excited to have you with me today. I cannot wait to have this conversation.
0: I'm excited too. It's going to be awesome.
1: Well, you know, Sarah, I always start with after I've, ood and gooed over you in the introduction and told everybody how fabulous you are and what a gift you have been to me. Now introduce yourself and just tell us who
0: you are. Yeah. Well, so I'm thrilled to be here. And hi, everybody. If we were in a room together, I'd be waving and we'd do doing hugs. Um, I am such a huge fan, Tracy, of you and your work and am delighted to get to have a conversation today. Um, my calling is really about helping leaders who have an, a mission, a vision, a new paradigm, a solution, a strategy, something that they know they need to share with more people. I help them do that through writing best-selling books, getting on bigger stages, whether that's a TEDx stage or a conference or a podcast tour, being on Tracy's podcast, um, and really helping um, make sure that the experts in this world that are here to change the landscape, the industry, the planet um get to the people they're here to serve. That's that's what I have dedicated my life to because people have done that for me. And um some of you know my story. Tracy, you know it that um I read a book 20 years ago that saved my life. And I want you to tell that story. I actually was hoping I could have you tell that
1: story because I think Sarah there's a such a contrast between that story and what you're doing today. I mean, it's it's just stunning. And so for all those people that are in my audience that aren't where they want to be yet or maybe feeling despondent like it's not even possible,
0: would you just share that story with my listeners? Absolutely. So, I was a kid who um you know, you might guess this from just my my energetic beginning of this. You know, I had a lot of passion, a lot of fire. And um, I was in a lot of environments where that was not wanted, right? So those of you that ever grow up, if anyone listening was told you're too much, you're too sensitive, you're too intense. Like that was definitely the message from my family. And then um, I wanted to be a writer. You know, I had this like, I, I want to create, right? And I knew because I read a lot of books and I watched movies that the way you knew you were allowed to be a writer, you were destined to be a writer, was um, that a teacher would take you aside and tell you you're special. And you know, give you books to read. And that's how it happened in the books and movies. So I kept waiting for this event to take place. <laughs> I went up to High school, and there's this teacher, Mr. Welsh, and he was the famous teacher in our, I went to public school outside of Washington, D.C. And he had a column in the Washington Post. He'd written two books. It's the first published author I'd ever met in real life. And uh, the, this is my moment. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to have my nighting, you know, the sword, you know, it's going to happen. And, you know, It didn't happen. And he liked the boys in my class. He liked other people's, you know, who cares? Right. But at the time, what I didn't know I did. And I wonder again, if anyone listening has done this is I gave the power to someone outside myself to decide if I was worthy of my dream. That's what I now can look back and see that I did. And so my answer was no. And I went to school, went to college, read other people's writing as an English major. I then got a job out of college at an advertising agency, which was shadow creative, sort of creative adjacent. I thought, well, you know, I I could make money. And and my parents had been really clear. um, You cannot go be a writer because, you know, they equated that with destitute, right? Writer meant homeless, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. they don't want to be taking care of me. They're like, absolutely not, which I get, right? And I'm the oldest of three girls. And they were just like, let's come down hard on the first one. And and they were just like, don't ever ask us for anything, get out and figure your life. And I mm-hmm. wanted to figure out my own life. So I take this job, and it's supposed to be one of America's top 200 companies to work for in Inc. Magazine and you know all this stuff. And very quickly, I discovered that it was right out of the Me Too era. And it was almost daily sexual harassment, assault, like Hmm. really a a dark place uh, Mm -hmm. for women, young women at that time. And so the way that I dealt with this situation was I began to binge, starve myself. Like I was trying to numb the pain, you know, whatever we go to, mine was food. And um, it started like any addiction, right. It started to get, worse and worse. And one day, uh, I was in the Boston airport flying back from Boston to Chicago, where I lived. and they're calling my flight. So I don't have any time to do anything. And I see a bookstore. And of course this is books had been my oasis, mm-hmm. you know, my, my refuge, my escape. And I randomly grabbed a book, didn't know what it was. It turned out to be a book called Holy Hunger by Margaret Bullitt Jonas. I got on the plane and I read the whole book, the whole way home in the taxi estate of all night reading. And by the time I finished that book, I said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one woman sharing her story, which wasn't my story, but it was a woman who'd been through trauma. She had she had developed a life-threatening eating disorder and she shared what she did to get out. Mm-hmm. And I just said, that's, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might be homeless on the street, but I'm going to die if I keep doing this. That's really mm-hmm. where, where I, I knew my health, my mental health, you know, it was really mm-hmm. circling the drain. And Tracy, I, I credit that book, as I said, as saving my life. Yeah because everything changed. I did leave the job. I went and got help for my mental health, my physical health. I rebuilt. Um, and in that time of rebuilding, um, I realized I'm just going to write. It's like, if I'm going to die anyway, the nice thing about a rock bottom, like that <laughs> is like, if I'm going down anyway, like I right. mean, I'm give this a roll before I go. Right. And mm-hmm. um, it certainly did not happen overnight, but what did happen is that, um, I, I started to pursue what really mattered And I just said I'm going to pay the I'm going to pay that gift forward that that woman gave me by writing her story. She's not Brene Brown or Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. It's not someone that we all know. It was a woman who had been through something and had a way out. Mm -hmm. She had the courage to write a book. She had the same. She she was older. She'd never written a book before. She had all this what I call gremlins. Right? Who am I to write a book? You know, who's going to read? Who cares? There's a million books on eating disorders. You know, whatever. Right? And yet all that's facts. Those are facts, mm-hmm. but I don't know who else she changed, whose life she changed, but I know what she did for mine. And that, that was the nucleus of everything that I do now. It's like, okay, game on. Like <laughs> I'm going to write my own book, which I did. And, um, and then started writing books and realizing like I wanted to help other people be in the airport when someone needs it.
1: Yeah. Wow so powerful. And I think it speaks to so many things. I mean, obviously my people, my listeners want to stand on stages and want to get a promotion and want to speak up in the meeting and not be ignored and all of those things. But I think what that really speaks volumes to is sure, the Oprah's and the Tony Robbins and all that, that's a given the Brene Brown, that's a given but the power of anyone's voice to change someone's life.
0: Yeah. And Tracy, you help us do it speaking. And the written form is, it's another way to share the story, right? Whether you yeah. writing a book or articles yeah. or a blog, there are so many. I know, great leader, I'm lucky enough to work with some incredible leaders and mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs and things. and And they can all point to maybe not, a book or a talk that saved their life, but, but something that put them on a new trajectory, like this stuff Mm -hmm. matters and it's not always the big famous people, you know, they're great. I love all those people. I read their stuff. I watch their stuff, love them. And sometimes you just hear the right thing at the right time. But if we're not on the stage, like you're helping them do, and Mm -hmm. they can't find your book or your blog or your website, they don't, they don't get the, they don't get the lifeline.
1: Right. Right. So I I, I want to talk about where you are now, but I want to I don't even know the in between. What was yeah. the first book?
0: Yeah, so, so that first, bringing in Finn, it is, it is. So you know, I'm kind of working on some different things and getting a practice because Tracy, I was queen of doing everything outside of actually sitting down and writing. Like this was my jam. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd look at books. I'd go to bookstores. I would like pet the books. I'd imagine myself there. Then I get jealous of people who have their book out and see their book launch. I would light a candle. I had a notebook. I mean, I did every circling thing behavior <laughs> except actually freaking putting words on them. I mean it was it's yeah. so scary. So, I mean any of you scary. who've attempted this, whether it's starting to write the talk or starting to write the book, it's all, all the stuff comes up. All mm-hmm. the imposter syndrome, the fear, what your mom or your whoever's gonna think, the ex partner, the kid, the I mean it is, it is not, it's a firewalk. Mm-hmm. It's a book. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I couldn't do it alone. Right. So what happened is, you know, I'm doing all this. I finally get a discipline I start, you know, writing, I actually start learning the craft. Cause by the way, remember I had decided I wasn't worthy. So I had never even taken creative writing classes. You yeah. know, I, I didn't know anything because I was, I thought I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. So I really get to like learn some craft and, and start to hone that. And then, um, I was working on another book. And I kind of worked my way up to someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew, someone who knew an agent, and she said I might possibly consider. You know, none of this is like what we want, which is the fantasy: is someone reads yourself and goes, "Oh my god," you know, Tracy, call <laughs> the New York <laughs> Times, <laughs> clear <to> the stage. <laughs> like this is what we yeah, all want. Don't totally. change a word. Don't change a word. Right? We yeah. all want. That. And you know, of course, the reality is there's revision, and there's there's a, there's mm-hmm. it's not hard. And certainly, writing like a thought leader book can happen very much more easily and efficiently than writing a novel or something, right? But it's still... There's some craft there, right? So I'm working on all this. And um, I my agent had pitched a book to some publishers that were interested, but that wasn't the right story for them. And then this miracle happened in my family. So Tracy's referring to my book, Bringing in Finn, which is this wild adventure of how my son came into the world, which is my 60-year-old mother uh, offered to be our surrogate. We'd been through intense traumas miscarriage and, um, uh, stillborn twins, you know, just blow after blow. And so we had this science fiction as reality experience as a family. And we had this, this miracle. And I I said, you know, I'd like to write about this. I talked to my family because of course it would involve them as well. And they said, yeah, we'd love to share it. And that just blew up because what happened is the story got, we, we were on the last week of the Oprah Mm -hmm. show and the New York times had me do a piece on it. And so there was this major visibility and, and, um, opportunity to share that story and give people hope that had yeah. like me gone through hell and didn't think there was a way to have a child and all kinds of amazing things. And it taught me the business of publishing. Like I got yeah. to behind the curtain. And so that's when I said, Oh, I want, it's not just about me writing my books. Okay. I to make this possible for the other. And because I know like Tracy, like you work with such phenomenal humans, some of you listening who are masterful. You're doing work no one else on the planet can do, your unique way, your lens. And this people know, like this little right. bit people know about you. Right. Right. And and there's a lot of people who need you. Right. So that's that's the work. So that
1: was the catalyst for starting what. So, as I mentioned in the intro, Sarah's company and Sarah and her amazing editor that is my or well, she has a, a many editors that work with her. I work with them and I work with them on my book because it is so far out of my realm of zone of genius. I can't fathom It is a a top three goal of mine to write that book, as you know, and I can't fathom doing it without a guide. I mean, I just, it's, it's challenging enough to, for me, you know, you, you tell my story in so many ways, and I'm sure you're telling the story of so many people in the audience. Although, so I can't write, I tell Mary, my editor, all that I can't write, I, I forget it. You know, she's so gracious to put up with me because there's so many moments of I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't because it's it's so hard to take what you know and turn it into something that makes sense to someone who doesn't know. And so. But your company does so much more. Thought Leader Academy is the name of it. And how did you come to put, you've done a TED Talk, you've done talks all over the place. Tell us about Thought Leader Academy and, and how it all came together. Obviously, it started with I want to help people write their books.
0: Yes. And Tracy, okay. what's so funny is because the book had been like you, it had been the Holy Grail. You know, it was mm. the thing, like, I, yeah, I just, I felt this a calling, right? Like we could feel when we have a book in us, like we can feel. And what I want to share here too, is I believe, because I've had the gift of coaching people for, you know, thousands of people at this point on, on their, their book and their um, thought leadership is that that calling is not mm-hmm. ego produced. It's actually a call and response from the universe and from the collective people that need the message. So sometimes people go, Oh, again, the who am I or no one cares. If you've got that calling, it's because people need that book. Like there's people yeah. out there right now in their therapy session or their coaching session or they're crying on the bathroom floor because like they need something and they haven't found it yet. Yeah. And because you, so I think there's a call, I believe there's a call and response there. So what happened is it was like books, let's do the books, you know, and it was great. And like me, almost everyone with the exception of one person I worked with the first two years when it was all about writing a book had no audience. They had no email list. They had no social media follow. You know, like we want to write, you know, a lot of us who are specialists, experts, you know, we don't, that's not our jam. We don't care. You know, that's not what we, it certainly was my story. I was like, I just want to create the work. I want to bring forth the work. I want to serve people. I don't want to create a Instagram account. You know, that just had no appeal to me. And so I didn't do it. And the problem was that, of course, people write these incredible books and like three people know about it. Mm-hmm. Because so what happened with Thought Leader Academy got birthed out of and forged from how do we make an authentic, inspiring path where people are excited to do the other pieces that are needed to really make the impact and the income. Because that's the other part is, you know you invest in a book, Tracy, you know, it's not a small investment. And so I'm just like, we can't have people invest that and have not have an ROI. So it became the Writing is the first of our our four pillars because then it's about speaking, right? So that's why I mm-hmm. refer people to you, right? Like, let's turn that on. Whether it's podcasts, small events, community, big stages, TEDx, and and then and and this is what I've been doing in my own work. And I realized people would say, "Oh, where do I go to do the speaking piece?" Or how do I build an audience? How do I make a return on the investment. So I was sending them to all these different specialists mm. and still do to people like you, but you know, very few and people said, I don't want to go to, I don't want yeah. to people. I don't want to give me three names. Can you just do it? Cause they would see, I was, yeah. I was, you know, in these places and we said, Oh my God, that's, that's the pathway. So this thought leader pathway sort of was birthed to put the other pieces together. Cause if you just have the book, you get credibility, instant credibility, instant like you're the expert now mm-hmm. our society gives especially in our company we get everyone to make sure they get the best-selling status so it's like you know you have that credential which is awesome and it will open doors but if you don't know how to then build an audience and monetize and it's 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 a rough road and you're probably kind of disappointed and I just was like not on my watch like, yeah. I'm so done with the starving artist the broke coach expert like we don't need that anymore No, no, I agree. And I really see things
1: moving beyond that. I see people getting on board with, yeah, let's normalize women being millionaires. And speaking of millionaires, I have not read all your books, but I have read it's what's the the title at the minute. Rich
0: for women. Yeah, the science of
1: getting rich for and I will say that I didn't read it. I listened to it, and it is the best (laughs) book. I mean I'm I'm bragging a little bit about Sarah but I'm also bragging a little bit about the work that we did it yes. is absolutely the most captivating audible book I have ever heard. Plus it's an extraordinary book. I mean, I, everybody, and I don't think you'd have to be a woman to read that book or listen to that book, but I do encourage you to listen to it. She does a stunning job narrating it.
0: Tracy, I have to tell you what's so funny about the timing is, so all of you listening, I worked with Tracy on um, live presentations, speaking in general, because I present virtually live quite a lot. And, Tracy has broken me open to so many new levels of being able to really reach people um, and has increased our conversions at our events where we do offer people to join our programs by extraordinary amounts. So just want to name, we were naming that. And thank God I did not record the audiobook until we had worked together. I put it off and I didn't know why. I was like, oh, there's so much going on the live launch. And so I had the gift of getting to record that with having worked with you. Mm-hmm. And it's a different. It's completely different Audible. It would not have been a fraction of... I'm so grateful that you felt that way about it because I we get so many messages about the audio of that book and and lots of men read and because i was really cute when the book launch was happening men would send pictures being on vacation with their wife because it launched in the summer of 2022 and um they would they would show like i'm reading this too is am i allowed you know really cute and going i implemented this in my company so it's a play on wallace waddle's old 1920s book, the science of getting rich. And what happened is with that particular book, it's, it's the fourth strategy of thought leader Academy just kind of pulled it out and made it its own book because I read that women had lost $800 billion in the pandemic. Wow. I I felt rage. I felt Mm. so angry and upset because, I had been so disempowered around money Again, I was a creative, I'm a writer, you know, Mm -hmm. I just had been so disempowered. And I found a way over those last few years, really mostly because I didn't want my clients to get stuck in a glass ceiling. That's honestly the main... Because I thought, you know, if I bring people in and say, I'm going to help you write a best selling book, like I don't want them to then not have the financial piece, right? It was really important mm-hmm. to me. So we had taken our company to our first seven figure, you know, million dollar mark. And Tracy, you know, my story, I couldn't make $20,000 five years earlier. Yeah. Just, and just yeah. Make. And
1: that's, I mean, that's the point I want to make. I mean, that is incredible that you had the starving artist mentality that, I mean, I've heard you tell so many of your wonderful stories, but that you invested in a coach that was, I think, nine or ten thousand, and that was
0: that was your whole all I had in the bank world. account.
1: Yeah, and now you run a multi million dollar company. What was the major thing, do you think, that shifted? And I know you talk about this in the book, and I know it's yeah. more than, and you can tell more things, but what what do you think was the biggest game changer in that yep. for you?
0: I I think the biggest game changer, you know, I I believe our I believe in the idea that our decisions determine our destiny. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long money felt like something outside my control, like it's just it's the economy or the market or my worth or and and so taking it on as a spiritual quest, truly saying this isn't even about numbers that I am going to break unworthiness and poverty off my family. That was the moment. Because when it became about something bigger, like, look, I I wanted our new house. I was working off my dining room table fighting with my son over the lay. I mean, it was not the best. And there were things I had deprived myself and others of because I didn't know how to create financial abundance. And I grew up with so many messages. I was raised very... Hardcore Catholics. So there was a lot of, you shouldn't pursue money if you even wanted it. You're a bad person. All, you know, just there was stuff. There was my, the female line on my family is very much a trauma legacy, a lot of trauma and a lot of, therefore, I'm broken, I'm unworthy, I don't deserve anything. And so when, when it became like, oh my God, I cannot be another woman and another creative woman, or an artist who just perpetuates this, like it ends with me. Yeah, that's that was it. And because when I took it on, because I really did, I went, you know, if we call it go to the mat or some of us, you know, get on your knees, like whatever that moment is. And I was like, if this desire to figure out money is from my ego, just take it away. Just take it. I don't want, if this is about American more, 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 I'm not interested. But, but it kept nagging at me like I have to. When I invested that $10,000, which was all the money I had, it was because I knew that if I kept doing what I was doing, nothing would change. That's what I knew. And so I knew Mm -hmm. like, I didn't know what to do, but I knew I couldn't just keep doing. And, and then what that led into, you know, like, you know, from the book, Tracy is when I took that on and said, like, I made a decision to break this off my family Mm -hmm. and therefore for my clients, anyone else, because plenty of other people have had that kind of a legacy too, right. That kind of ancestral conditioning. And, and then when I took it, it was like, okay, well, if this is really like my soul, then I'll do anything and that's mm-hmm. the dynamic right you know when we're i'm, I'm getting ready to give a, a a our next conference is coming up and i'm going to do a whole thing on you know interested or committed and so you know it, being interested in making more money is like i put it on the vision board and i you know i i say oh i'm a six figure coach or seven figure you know what I, I do some affirmations and i you know i might read books and i'm going to do stuff right it's like i'm not doing anything committed is i don't know how i don't know what this is going to look like but I am going to bring every ounce of my being to this quest. And I'm going to go for it with everything I've got. That was like, that's what I took it on at that level. And then it led me to, because anytime we make that kind of decision, we attract the people, places, things, books, hypnosis, audio. I mean, I like, look, if someone was doing an exorcism, I would have, You know, it's like, what's it going to take to heal this? Right. So I think, I think that that, like it's that all of us actually have so much more power and agency than we believe, whether it's to write the book, even if we've been told we aren't a good writer, we haven't thought we were a good writer, whether it's to train with Tracy and get on the stage so that you can, you know, make, make a bigger impact or get the promotion because you're going to actually use your voice and not get shut down or whatever, You know, all the amazing things that you do when we decide mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm scared. S I don't know how. I don't yeah. even know if it's going to succeed, but by God, I'm going for it.
1: But I think, you know, I just, I love so many things that you just said, and I want to touch on a couple of them, but I think what you, what you did was you didn't pull back. You didn't let the fear take over like that fear of you can't write a book. Who do you think you are? <laughs> this is never going to happen. How are you going to do that? You, and you didn't get locked into the how you were open to possibility and committed. I've I've never seen anybody work. I don't want to say you work hard because that the, you, it's not like that. It's you are so invested in your business. And I know you love what you do. So you're mm. not just hanging out over there on the couch, waiting for the millions to roll in. You are an action taker. For sure. And I think that is inspired action that you're taking, not controlled action. And they're different.
0: Yeah. Big difference. Because I think what makes people afraid of saying I'm going to run a seven-figure business or write the best-selling book is that what we've been taught and modeled in many ways is hustle. And I'm just going to call it a very masculine, again, patriarchal, like not about gender in any way, but like we've been taught, you know, you I mean, I... I find it entertaining to watch a lot of these sort of bro coaches that I call them, you know, sort of these, these great men. And, and, um and they're, and there's a lot of good messages and there's definitely an idea of like, you go, you make 1000 calls a day. If everyone cusses you out, hangs up, but like, like there's yeah. a lot of humans, men or women that don't want to do that. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't align energetically. But then what happens is people say, well, I guess it can't happen. I guess I can't have the seven figure company. I can't have the best-selling book. And I'm so about like working from, like you said, inspired action. It yeah. Doesn't burn you out. Actually self fuels. Mm-hmm. I do more now. People, people call me and say, you're so busy. And like, I'll never use that word. Yeah. I'll never use that word. I do a lot. Mm-hmm. I create a lot. I, you know, make things, write things, share things, put on things, but I'm not busy. You know, I have a very abundant life and it includes, I am very devoted in the work. I do, you know, it isn't like a, some people have a four hour work week. That's not me at this stage. Look forward to it if it's ever the right thing, but it's not even what I want right now. Like I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm like, I'm fired up to like bring forth these, these works, these messages and, and like, you know, light some stuff on fire together. Yeah. I'm here yeah, for. yeah. I'll never. I, I
1: can't even fathom the four hour work week. I do I mean, that before breakfast,
0: right? <laughs> I i I'm like doing uh, my mindset and my meditating. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I think we're called to different things in different totally and, and different totally. Types. I know people that really their their calling is to create a self run business and sell it. Well, that's yeah. Then you really do need to do that because if you're heavily involved, you can't sell. You know, so there are times it's it's just kind of like, what are we? I think that's what I love that you're pointing us to, Tracy, of like, what's the inspired action? Like, am I and 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 not holding ourselves on the sidelines because we've only seen one way, right?
1: Well, and I think a lot of it, you know, yeah, the bro, they're making millions. Let's follow that track is for sure for real. But I'll tell you where it came from for me was I adored my father who ran the most successful pipe fabricating company in the world. And he got up at four o'clock in the morning and he got home at eight o'clock at night. And so just like that, in my mind, you want to be successful, you do it like daddy. And so you get up at four o'clock in the morning and you drive up over to the shop and you're there by five. And, you know, I think when one of my siblings was born, I don't even know if he was there because there was a shutdown at Mm -hmm. the shop. Mm -hmm. And so it was a whole different, you know, and he was a World War II. It was Um. a whole different mindset and way of being, but we model what we see and we make the interest in a split second, like I can't write a book. That will happen in a split second. A teacher says, you you are a terrible writer. Boom. That's how voice stories happen in a split second. And then we really sabotage. But you said another word that I love. And this is actually the research that I've been doing since the last time I saw you. All roads are leading to worth. All roads in voice are leading to worth and worthiness. And and people can go, well, I feel I'm worthy. I but you know, or people can completely, I'm not listening to that. But
0: we have worth issues. Oh, it's the core, Tracy, think I'm so grateful you're doing work on this and more research because it is, it is our self-worth is our net worth. It's also our impact. Mm -hmm. It's also our legacy because whatever the unworthiness came from, it can come from society, religion, traumas that we've had, ancestry, as we know, all the things that create the masks that you help us, you know, really. And we, I mean, it's, it's at, it, it, it it is an identity of unworthiness will hold us back. There's no, I, I, uh, another reason I really wanted to write that, that book about women and money is because. In my research, there is a direct correlation between uh, trauma, especially like sexual abuse, physical trauma as children, and under earning, which is why do we under earn? We don't think we're worth more. Yeah. And so there is a huge and, and that isn't just about earning. It's about writing books or getting on stages. We don't think we're we're worthy. We've had a, a, a total like um, really like a psychic break from our innate worthiness. And it is the biggest pervasive problem for the human race. Really. I could say i study it in women more because that's my, you know, just the area Mm -hmm. that I focus, but um, you know, it can, it can come up in all kinds of places. And until we fix, until we heal that it's a wall.
1: It's huge. Every road and voice is a leading back to worth, which which immediately the the first spinoff of that is fear of rejection, Yep. which is fear of judgment, which is I'm going to pretend I'm something that I'm not. And we have established that by the time we're two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can come from so many things. And I remember all the stories in the book, you tell a number of women's stories and a number of those women I have followed. And some of them the one i'm thinking of specifically i think is nicole she runs the million dollar and that's she's had hardcore yeah trauma you've got other people that talk about they had what they thought was a normal life but maybe they lived in a trailer home or they didn't really have the revenue or they they got their clothes i remember the one about the clothes from goodwill yeah. i don't remember her name but all these stories and i think we have to n- Really also get a grip on not, and I don't say this from a place of disrespect, a big trauma, but we can all be traumatized by different things.
0: Yes. And the micro- traumas the micro. That, use that are, are just as it, they can be just as inhibiting and even more confounding. Although I wasn't aware of the correlation. And I think, you know, that's why we in thought leader Academy, you know, we've a whole a whole body of the training is actually around clearing the subconscious blocks and our mindset, because again, otherwise you're not going to be on the, the book. You'll hide it in the corner and be terrified. Right. Or you won't that's finish right. it. And so, and so this is so crucial, like the little trumps where people go, I don't understand. They then make themselves wrong. I'm a procrastinator. I'm lazy. I'm, I don't, because they don't know the influence, even just the fact, if you were a person that wasn't told your race, gender, sexual orientation, whatever is, is the right one the better one, I right. mean, even just the cultural conditioning of gender and different aspects of ability. You know, I had um, an atypical brain, you know, I've like, my brain is not, you know, normal. Like I've decided I have a super brain. So just for anyone else that's <laughs> ever been told that I was like, I have a super, yeah, you're right. It's not normal. It's amazing. It's ex- like, that's a yeah. really new story I got to create because it really traumatized me. That wasn't some big capital T trauma. It was, I changed school systems. I had an evaluation with a psychiatrist that tested all the kids And he said, Oh my God, I even got into the freaking gifted program. But what I took away from the experience was he said, your, your brain is very abnormal. And I was terrified. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know. I was so afraid. Nothing was explained. You know, it was just this, that messed me up in terms of ambition in school and where I would apply. I mean, like you're talking about like it it, in... One guy that just mouths off to a kid in an right. interview. I mean, again, you not just tell a kid that in a diagnosis. You know, yeah. it just was so it was so crazy. But um, you know, all I remember is thinking, my my brain's bad. I don't. Yeah. I don't. He said you have severe learning disability, and so um, meanwhile, I've been getting straight A's. Like he could have gone, wow, look at the way your brain over compensate. Just found a new way. You found a new way that you shouldn't be able to do math. You shouldn't be able to do any of this, but somehow you found a way instead of I was pathol, You know, that could have been like a cool thing, right? Like, right. oh, how'd how you do that? But no, yeah. it, it was, you're broken. You're, and, but then that turned into so much unworthiness academically, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Like you're talking, I'm not a writer. You know, I have a you know client I've written about. Um, she's let me share her story. And she was four and wrote a birthday card for her dad. And he took out a red pen and just circled all the mistakes on the birthday card and said, well, you're certainly not a good writer. And she told me she would never write a book. She said, I actually want to do Thought Leader Academy because I want to do some speaking and I want to do... She said, I'll write a book. And she's now written two bestsellers. It's
1: amazing. We
0: said, we got to heal this. this." That was just someone else's pain and judgment and just lack of consciousness. And it was not true. She's written a quote. I mean, she speaks on big... She's speaking for like 20,000 people this year. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. never yeah. true. All these imprints are not the truth. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people aren't even having this conversation that we're having, you know, which is even more tragic. I know when my son was in sixth grade, I, I, we are, I'm still digging out from this. My son is an artist. He's an autistic, brilliant comic book designer. The art teacher says well, you better hope your mom makes a lot of money because looking at that art, you're going to be a dishwasher. Okay, who who thought that was a good idea? And I think that all of us have had, I know you've had some major traumas, but I think we've all had, and, and there's a lot of people that have had major traumas, but I think we have all had the teacher or the boss yes. or the relationship or the neighbor mm-hmm. or the parent or the sibling that has said, you better hope your mom makes a lot of money or you're going to be a dishwasher.
0: You bet. Every, I mean, there there's probably not anyone Flannery O'Connor, you know, famous Southern writers <laughs> that, you know, if you make it to adulthood, you got enough material for a lifetime. And what she was speaking to there is like, like you said, they can be a teacher trauma. I call it TT yeah. in thought leader Academy. And and you can say teacher, mentor, co- that is real. And it will shut. Again, we wouldn't say, you know, that this was this big trauma in our lives. We would never think that way. But when you look at the impact of how that's affecting someone's ambition, passion, willingness to take risks, willingness to be visible, mm-hmm. it's massive. It's absolutely massive. massive. Yeah. Because, our you know,
1: our number one fear is not really public speaking. It's looking stupid. And so when you shame me in front of the whole class, now you've made me look stupid. Now I will never use my voice again. Now I am not worthy because I said something so stupid. It's all a big rubber band ball.
0: Yeah. And is, Tracy, you got to do this. This needs to, I hope this is going in the book, or if not, it's <laughs> another one. Just <laughs> one that like all roads lead to un- lead to worthiness because yeah. you you're right. Yeah. And you know, I've always
1: Utilized worth in my coaching, Hmm. but I really started. I don't even remember what the catalyst was, but I started looking at rejection. Hmm. And you know, I'm a I chase patterns and watching patterns in my people. And I thought I'm going to research rejection. I don't think I was in the research a week when I hit worthiness. And I and every which way I went, I couldn't get away from worthiness. So I always knew it was a big thing. But now I see it is the thing that we all have to get over. And I just think that the, I think it's going to end up being fascinating research when we start looking at criminality, when we start, because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going yeah. to look at those things, which I've already done that with voice and does, this yeah. how you were not heard play into what you've become but I I would put money down. It's gonna end up being a hundred percent. I didn't feel worthy because yes. my grandfather said I didn't feel worthy because I didn't have a dad. I didn't feel worthy because my mother said I wasn't worthy. Yes. Or whatever.
0: Yes. And, and, and we trace it, but you helping us help it be conscious. We were in thought leader Academy last week and a woman got stuck on her book and she said, I don't know why I'm not writing. I love this book. I love my work. Yeah. I, I don't understand. And I said, I said, well, let's, you're okay with, if we find out, she said, yeah. And so I use that Socratic questioning, right. You know, just, where yeah. you, go, you know, cause she says, well, I'm just, I'm not good enough. And I was like, great. Thank you. According to whom, <laughs> you know, we got right there yeah. to her. And she said, because my mom was a drunk. Yeah. my mom was an alcoholic so yeah. no one from where i come from yeah the 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 addicts the poor side of the tracks which is kind of where i grew you know like i relate yeah. on and and it was so freaking powerful to watch her reclaim that because it was like yeah. And so we did the fun game for everybody, you know. So, oh, is it true that no one that had a, a, a alcoholic parent has become an amazing writer? And of course, you know, yeah. you can list like, duh, sure. duh, duh. So it's almost like all of them. to the, club, <laughs> to the, to the almost a, uh, your card to the club, you know, yeah. your admission ticket. And um, so we had, it ended up becoming this fascinating, funny thing where it's like, yeah, you. It's a, but we that stuff isn't conscious, you know. People don't know it's about worth, right? We don't know right that came online, and and. We would never judge someone else, you know. If you hear someone else who came from the poor area or the didn't have the clothes or you know yeah. drank, you just be like, "What a what a miracle you are!" Right. You never tell. That's them right. It's important right. to use their voice, right? But we do it to ourselves.
1: Well, and you know, I think it's super interesting. I will do something similar, but my line is, "Let me see the data on that," and then it's like, "Well, I don't have any data." Oh, okay. Then where does this come from? If you can, you know, bring me the spreadsheet of I interviewed 32,000 people and that's a different game, but see the subconscious, it doesn't care. Real proof, false proof. I'm shutting you down. Yep. Is, is the thing, but you know, what's fascinating. I had a mentor one time came from a severely, severely dysfunctional alcoholic father. He became a millionaire. His brother, that was a year different, became a drunk. Same family, different choice.
0: It is so powerful. This is back to like that decisions determine our destiny i heard because there's been studies on like siblings like this and, okay and 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 the one which is so powerful tracy that um the one that i heard was they went to the brother who created this empire you know yeah. and, and they said how did you do it you came you know he said well look my dad beat us we he drank all the stuff um so what choice did I have? Like I had to get out of there. I had to. I had to create a different life. And they went to the brother in the halfway house, who's you know in and out of you know all this stuff and jail and everything. And and they said, you know, what do you think created you know you being here? And he said, well, you know, my dad beat us and he drank. So what are, what other choice did I have? And so it's like the mind tells us there's no other, right? One brother says, I am getting out and I'm not yeah. doing it this way. It ends with me. And the other one says, hey, this is where I came from. This is all that's ever I'm going to amount to. And my dad said, I'm worth nothing. So I'll prove him right.
1: You yeah. know,
0: that for tons of stuff. My parents told me things yeah. and I proved them right for a long time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Oh, you think I'm a failure? Watch this. Yeah,
0: watch this. I'll fail yeah. good. I mean, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, bad? I'm fail like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm screwed up? I'll show you for years
0: me too me too yeah
1: yeah well okay so thought leader academy you work on speak i mean i'm in it i know we work on speaking we work on the book and then you you have a, a publishing company
0: yeah so what what you know we were sending everybody to publishers and, you know, the the old model of traditional publishing, right? If you've heard of traditional Mm self-publishing, people want traditional publishing because it's more, you know, there's a prestige, like I got a book contract and you can be in the Library of Congress and eligible for awards. But the way that that has been forever is with a lot of gatekeeping, right? It's a lot of, Mm -hmm. you have to pitch an agent and the agent pitches you to that's how I did my first book, right? And it takes about um, four years and the publishers keep 90%. And the ten percent you get ten percent, of that goes to your agents. So you're 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 really like raking it, and it's it's not an. For me, it was not like an author friendly kind. Not that there aren't times mm-hmm. that it was, it's great, and there are times mm-hmm. when it makes like Random House wants to do a big thing. But unless you're you know really top book, they're not really even doing marketing. So what happened is people started getting wise to this and thinking like, what am I really getting out of this deal? You know, I I, I so. Um, I was approached by a couple of people who come out of the traditional publishing houses, Random House, Simon & Schuster, HarperCollins, and publishing has gone through, if anyone watches the news about this stuff, merger after merger. In fact, uh, I think it's Simon & Schuster just got bought th- a month ago by Paramount, you know, the company oh, wow. that... A movie studio. So it's like, there's just so so few of those like big, you know, name ones. And, and it also, like, again, authors were feeling like what's really working for me in this kind of deal? Ready? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the name, which some people care a lot about. And also the the timing was a real issue for me as an author and our clients. Like, I, you know, Tracy, when you finally finish this book, you don't want to wait four more years. Like no. it's got to come out. And yeah. we're here to serve people and change lives, right? And Thought Leader Academy. So I got approached by a couple independent people from these publishers. They said, we would like to start a new a new way of doing things in publishing. Really love what you're doing at Thought Leader Academy, really liking kind of your your philosophy around this. And um and there was a woman who'd been in Thought Leader Academy who's really like great at operations and she said, you know, I I would I would do the ops for this like if we want to do it. So long story short, we created um a whole new we're basically bringing entrepreneurship to publishing, which is what I've wanted as a writer Forget even for our client, you know. And so it's a traditional publisher so I got a national book award for one of my books, I, or nomination, like you, you know, you're in the library of Congress, it's a traditional book deal. So you're legit. And the author keeps all the profits, all the sales, it has creative control. Cause when you go to a traditional publisher, also they say, you will have no say on your cover, yeah. no say on it. I mean, that's what they told me in the first meeting, just say, FYI, you know, you'll have yeah. to care. We don't care. It's our thing now. Right. And so, so, and, and the books come out in three to four months. That's that amazing key. because I just selfishly, like, honestly, I just was like, Oh my God, this is real. So essentially this, this team that came out of the traditional publishing at the cover designers, the, they, they just said, what's your wish list? Like, what do you wish publishing could be like for authors? And that's yeah. what we created with Muse. Yeah. And I am so happy my next book comes out in a month. And so um, it's really the book on thought leadership because I'd never written like I'd written pieces of it, you know, pulled pieces out yeah. because it's the more comprehensive um, pathway. And um, it's just such a glorious thing to do your book. And a couple months later, you're holding the book in your mouth. Yeah.
1: yeah, I can't wait. I'm so I can't sad. wait to behold mine.
0: I can't wait to hold <laughs> yours. I can't wait to read it, hold it, send it to everyone I know, and say, "Well, because everyone in Thought Leader Academy, that'll be part of our curriculum." You know, it just needs, oh, to wow. be. yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's so important the work you do. So, yeah. so that is what happened, and that was like like a ten year plan. I thought someday it'd be so cool if, and I thought that was so amazing how it was like, "Hey, this vision wants to happen now." Like we all wanted yeah. it, but I just didn't know how to put it together. It's back yeah. to that. I wouldn't have had a clue yeah. if people hadn't stepped forward and said, you know, we, we want to do something, um, that's author forward that gets these books out when they need to get out, that gives the power, the creative control to the, to the, um, the expert. Yeah. And I'm so happy. I mean, I, I, I'm grateful every day. Cause it's like, Oh, this is what we all were hoping for. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it happened
1: faster, which is awesome.
0: Okay. So I know I'm going to have to
1: let you go because. You, you got lots on your schedule, but can people join thought? So, I know you've got an event coming up, but I know it's sold out too. You do yes. these three day yes. events and I would normally go, can this is when it is make sure you go, but I saw yes. where it was sold out. So they, they won't be able to do that. But for people that want to write a book, want to learn to do a Ted talk, want to do all these things, want to publish a book. Yep. Can can people join Thought Leader Academy 100%. at in, anytime? Okay. Yeah,
0: anytime. So we do have our big events. Um, our fall one did so just it was a fun experience of suddenly like just a lot of, you know, we've had it going for a few years. So there was a lot of, you know, people that wanted to come. Um, we are gonna do an event in Austin at the end of November, and then we're gonna do a spring. So we will have more live, but we do um tons of virtual events. They're they're and yeah. free to anybody. So I'll make sure, Tracy, you have the next best-selling book intensive, which is a great way to just Check out, like, dip a toe in the water. What if I? Yeah. I do a book and how would I monetize it and how would I connect it to my speaking so um, that's a three-day training that's online and I'll gift it to anyone in your community so oh, I'll awesome. make sure have that link and then also I'll put the link if so, if you just want to chat with our team anybody listening who's like I just want to talk about like, what would what would that look like for me what is my big idea you know what is the way that it would link with the other work that I do then um, that's always you know we're so happy to do a strategy session for anybody to just see see what like yeah. possibilities what what would be a right fit, and um, we'd be, you know, of course, so honored to to support anyone here. You're working with Tracy. You're listening to this. There's no doubt. There's a bigger stage for you, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know. And authors do get chosen to speak and paid to speak eighty percent more than. Oh, really? I so didn't book, know that. The book is a big. Mm-hmm. Credential for the people that do our clients that want to do paid keynotes, they want to go on those mm-hmm. big conferences. The like especially the best selling book, which is our model. Um, that it it really does open a lot of doors. Like you you see the people before and after where they're getting booked to speak. And it's yeah. a, it's just one of those things. People like to, you know, have that. Oh, we're welcoming about, you know, best-selling author, Tracy
1: Goodwin. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes boy. total sense. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Just You're incredible. You're such a joy. I just am so grateful that you had time to come on and have a conversation with us. I can't encourage you enough, listeners, to reach out to Sarah's team. As lovely as Sarah is, it should be no surprise that her people are lovely as well. It's just a beautiful community, beautiful staff. And shoot, Sarah's just top-notch. It's don't don't get any better than you so thank you thank you for doing what you're doing and and so pouring into the lives that you're pouring into you're such a gift and I am so grateful we got to spend this time with you
0: today I am too Tracy your work has changed my life so it's just the best gift in the world to join forces and and help everybody here just go 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 make like it's it's not even the impact it's like um it's to it's to create that ripple effect. That's what I'm feeling with this community here. Just the, just like, yeah. Make sure those ripples go. Someone's in, you know, Bangladesh right now going. I don't know why. I just feel hope because you guys are coming. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's how I feel. So thank you. Thanks so much for yeah. having. Me.
1: Yeah. And we'll we'll put all the links in the show notes. You're, you're Sarah Connell. And most
0: yep. social media,
1: right? Or in all yeah, social media. Sarah Canell. Yeah.
0: I do Sarah without an H. So S A R A C O N N E L L. You can do www.saraconell.com or Instagram at Sarah Canell.
1: Yeah. yeah. But and thank you. God, for, thanks, you guys. Come talk to us. We'll help yeah. you. <laughs> and thank you for gifting the audience. That oh, was an amazing gift. I'm going to be taking a look at that
0: yes even it's great we have our clients go through it the best selling book intensive many times because they just get writing they just get a jump they get all filled up and yeah. fired up about the book and it's interactive so you're doing work during those couple of days so it's just a great we people have done it like four times they're like okay good now i'm finally finished i started <laughs> i'm in the middle i'm revising and yeah. now i'm done so it's yeah. great yeah okay
1: well thank you sarah and thank you listeners as always it's great to have you with us today
0: Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin.
1: You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.